Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Well, hi there, and welcome to Light Hustler, a podcast all about sharing your dark to find your light, lightness in terms of spiritual light, lightness in terms of humor, and something that just occurred to me because the person I interviewed in this interview you're about to hear said it, feeling lighter, getting things off our chest. Had not occurred to me that Light Hustler has a triple meaning. So I'm really excited to give you guys this this interview. It's from one of my Facebook Live interviews. So if you saw that, you know this already. If you didn't see that, you'll know possibly if you're a regular listener that I haven't done one of these in a while. It's because I like to mix it up. If you are not a regular listener, I'm so happy that you came to listen. I, I understand that there are a lot of things competing for our attention and ears. So I'm really touched that you're here. Uh, The interview is with David Griggs, who has come to be a personal favorite of mine. He started off as a podcast listener who emailed me about a year ago to say he liked the podcast. Then he signed up for my coaching program for writers. Then he signed up for my retreat. Then he did a bunch of stuff. And so we got to know each other. And my coaching program, we get really into it in this interview, so I am not going to be redundant at all. So I'll just briefly tell you, I take 10 people at a time, walk them through how to write a book proposal. One out of that, those 10 gets a meeting with an agent or publisher. David sold his book as a result of that meeting with that publisher. That was awesome. I am not launching again until September of 2018. If you are hearing this before then, I am doing something I've never allowed people to do, which is reserve your space ahead of time. But it is by application only. So if you are interested, you have to reach out to me. We'll schedule a call. We'll talk. We'll figure out if it's a good fit. Email me, assistant at annadavid.com. Now, David Griggs um, is an attorney. And I, I, I explain all this in the intro to the Facebook Live. So again, I am not going to be redundant. I'm just going to say thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this interview. Guys, um, oh, we've already got a comment. How exciting. I'm Anna David. I used to do these Facebook Live interviews every Tuesday at four o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Then life took a hold of me and I stopped doing it. So now I am back with a very special interview with none other than David Griggs. David Griggs. Oh, I did it right. Um, so say hi, David, and then I'm going to ramble for a little bit, okay? All right. Hey, Anna. Hey, everybody. Um, so just so we get more people here, 
I would love it if you guys like the people in your lives to, sh if you could share this and let them know that what we're going to be talking about, if you know anybody who has toyed with the idea of becoming a writer and has thought, God, I don't know if I can put myself out there like that, or I think it's too hard. Nobody succeeds as a writer or anything else like that. This is the interview that is going to inspire you more than you can possibly imagine. No pressure, no pressure. Um, so um, I'm just going to do an introduction to David. David is a Portland-based attorney and who has lived a wild and crazy life. We first got to know each other because he emailed me after listening to my podcast, which, by the way, if you're listening to this as a podcast, Listen to what can happen to you as a podcast listener. Um, he signed up for my coaching program, All the Right Moves. And um, then he did the coaching program. And one person out of every coaching program earns a meeting with an agent and a publisher. And something unprecedented happened, which is that the publisher acquired David's book based on the proposal he wrote in my writing program. And it's coming out this year. So now, David, you're allowed to talk. So hi again. Hey, how's it going? Um, good. So let's talk about, we've already got Stuart here. Um, What's up, Stuart? Um, Stuart, David, and I were all together at the Light Hustler retreat. I guess it was like a month and a half ago. So how fun was that, by the way? That was a blast. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And Stuart is going to be doing the next coaching program inspired him. So, okay, so let's talk about this journey. Um, so first of all, let's talk a little bit about your personal story. Um, there's trauma, there's addiction. Um, how do you want to summarize your life? Wow. Okay. How long do we have? I know. Six hours. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I grew up uh, in a military family, moved around a lot. Um, I got into uh, alcohol at an early age and um i had some traumatic events which i'm not sure i should reveal those here or wait till the book yeah you guys you uh, got to read the book so the, uh some trauma happened yep and um so anyway i got into alcohol heavily in high school um and uh, that continued throughout most of my 20s um i at the age of 27 i had gotten married i actually got busted on a urine test in the National Guard. Um, and that sent me to um, some addiction recovery because I had to. And what that did is it didn't stop me, but it moderated me a little bit. Um, so I managed to get through the next 10 years. Um, you know, I, I went over overseas to Japan. I taught English over there at some crazy times there. Um, I went to law school after that, got an MBA and a law degree. I worked as a lawyer for a while. I worked in software in the dot-com era. Um, and then I've been working as a lawyer since about, uh, well, when that bubble burst, uh, I went back to law and have been working as a lawyer since about late 2000, um, constantly. Um, I got sober in 2000 completely um, and stayed sober for over 10 years. And then I picked up pot um, after that. Uh, and, you know, I, I was a pot smoker and I, you know, I just figured that was pretty benign. Hey, it's Portland, it's pot. What's the big deal? Um, well, I had also gotten into other addictive behaviors during the time. Um, uh, and, uh, I'll go into those in the book, but, you know, behavioral type addictions. Um, 
And I just never could find any sense of peace or comfort with myself. I was always trying to escape. I was always looking for a way out of the present moment. Um, you know, I was, I was able to work. I was able to do pretty well at work. Um, I was, I think I did a pretty good job raising the kids. I was a horrible husband. Uh, but, um, you know, there are some areas of my life where I was able to hold stuff together, but ultimately I was um, not very happy. And um, it all kind of came crashing down on me in the last few years. Um, I just got more depressed. I drank a little bit. I had a, a, a short relapse with alcohol. Um, fortunately, I got into the rooms uh, after that, and I kind of had an in and out cycle in the rooms uh, over the last um, four years or so. I found your podcast. Um, I think it was 2015, uh, like in the summertime. Uh, I was in a uh, sober period, and um, I had just moved out of downtown Portland, out to the burbs, and all my regular meetings were, you know, I had to find a whole new set, and I, and I just happened to look for podcasts, and I found yours, and I loved it, and I, I devoured it, actually. I, I listened to, I think you had maybe 100 episodes at that point, and they were so cool. You had like Moby and Dr. Drew and all these comedians. And, and uh, uh, so I, I, I listened to those. And then, um, you know, I kind of went back to pot for a while and I sort of in and out of the rooms for the next few years. I then got into a period of very pretty deep depression. Um, and I uh, had kind of an epiphany that brought me back to some major childhood trauma that I had buried. I had really buried it in my in my memory. I did never shared it with anybody. Um, and and it just came out like kind of like the volcano in Hawaii. It just came blasting out of, uh, of my consciousness. And uh, I, I had an epiphany that I needed to deal with that and I needed to focus on recovery. That was about a year ago. And uh, since then, I've been doing that. And I, I got back into recovery and I heard about your coaching program for writing memoirs. And I reached out to you. And when I first reached out to you, you were like, I'm not sure if I'm doing it again. And then lo and behold, like a week later, you were like, yes, I'm doing it again. And I didn't remember it was yeah. I, yeah, okay, good. Maybe I was just trying to make you want it more. You know how that works. I, I think you were. I think you were trying to see if, I think you were trying to see if you had enough students to get it going again in the near future. It was yeah. kind of like, well, I'll, I'll be doing it again eventually, but I'm not sure if I'm doing it, you know, soon. Um, and then I got into that and I started writing it. And, um, you know, that was really uh, cathartic uh, to start writing these things out. Um, and I started sharing these bad things with people and I felt literally lighter. Um, and as I did more of it, um, the better I felt about that. Um, it took me a while before I really shared the writing, but through the, the course, I did that. And uh, again, I, I felt better. I felt like I was making progress and I liked it. I wasn't sure I really wanted to publish anything. My goal was really just to write it out, get it out of me and um, then move on, right? Figure that that would be, that, that would be good. Um, and, you know, we did the exercise in the course. A lot of it is on promotional stuff, which I, Sort of did, but that wasn't my focus. So I focused mostly on writing the book and doing the uh, chapter summaries. And uh, you know, when I uh, in, in the meantime, I was doing a lot of recovery work. I was I was getting into yoga, 
meditation, mindfulness. I was devouring, you know, recovery materials, going to lots of meetings. I was connecting with the, the main thing really is connecting with people, talking to them about these things and um, and writing. And and then uh, when I won, I was just blown away. I couldn't believe it. I, I uh, and I, I kind of had an oh, no moment like, I know. oh, no, <laughs> what's going to happen? Because in the message that you sent me telling me I won, you also said there's a publisher who wants to publish it. And by the way, yeah. that publisher, he, he is here and his name there he is. Comment is across the screen. Um, yes, I basically, okay, okay, I, I just want to stop you and say a few things. So yes, this coaching program, what happened was I decided to run two programs at the same time, which for the record, I'm never going to do again because I, it was so overwhelming and confusing. But I think you were the first person who emailed me after I had filled it. And then I was like, wait, I could just open it up again. So we, so we launched simultaneously. That was crazy making. But I have been totally blown away by the quality of the people who sign up for this. It, I assumed I would have people, they would like sort of do the work, they would drop out. Everybody does it and finishes it. And it, I, it, it really, I hate it when people use this, but I'm going to say it. It was like Sophie's Choice having to pick um, which one because I basically received 10 incredibly uh, moving and well-written proposals. And what I have to do is pick which do I think has the most commercial uh, potential. And in it, it, it's just so hard to pick it. But I, um, you know, I show it to the small committee. On this small committee is Paul Fuhr, the um, publisher at Zephyr Bookshelf. And in fact, I'm going to put the, um, the URL. Yes. So if anybody wants to see the the one of the press releases for uh, David's book and Paul acquiring it or Zephyr acquiring it. You can go check out that URL. Um, but so, so yes. So what he, what David means by one is yeah, somebody, somebody earns that meeting and, um, and there's no guarantee that anybody's going to get published, but that is exactly what happened here. Um, so Yes, I remember that. Well, and, and I do want to talk about, you know, yes, you were not great at the promotion. Let's be totally clear. No, I wasn't. I, yeah, it was always like, well, I kind of didn't really do it. You know, it was like not my focus. But I do feel like because there was some hesitation about putting yourself out there. Then yes. you, so you published on the Good Men Project, right? That website. And that was your first published piece. Correct. Yeah. But I, I did that piece on what I know, which is sexual harassment, which is, you know, that's my work. I do. I handle cases uh, representing, uh, you know, among other things, women who've been sexually harassed at work. And so I wrote it about that, the Me Too movement that came naturally to me. Um, it wasn't about recovery. But yeah, that was my first published piece um, that isn't legal work. Um, and uh, um that was a really good, that was a really good experience to do that, you know, and, and uh, yeah, the other folks in the classroom were really good. I, I loved reading their stuff. Um, I really didn't expect that I would win. I thought one of them would. Um, it, it, it's a great group to be involved with. You, you have some accountability um, and, you know, just to be able to collaborate with all these folks and share on the Facebook page um, and then talk in the, uh, in the courses. Uh, but, First of all, shout out to Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Zephyr. Um, you guys are awesome. Uh, 
so yeah, I didn't expect to win. I didn't really do the promo stuff. I really just wanted to write the stuff. Um, and then, uh, you know, when I found out that I had won, there was a big choice. Like we talked about it, you know, do I do it under a pseudonym? Do I do it under my own name? Um, and I thought I can't, can't do a memoir under a pseudonym. It doesn't seem authentic. So I took the leap, um, to do it that way. Uh, but the course was uh, amazing. I, I mean, it, it far beyond what I expected to get out of it. Um, and I think just doing it, and I think I probably wrote you when I sent my proposal in, I think I wrote you something like, you know, this has been one of the most amazing learning experiences I've ever had, regardless what happens, it's been an incredible value. And, uh, and that's exactly how I felt um, about it. I will actually quote you. You said, hands down, the best money I've ever spent on education. And somebody with a law degree and a business degree, um, that meant a lot to me. Um, and it's 100% true. 100%. And speaking of our amazing group, Ayana is saying the chapter you sent me was great. I'm not surprised you got picked. Oh, um, thank you, Ayana. Um, so, and so people are asking questions. By the way, so excited you guys are here, Paul, Art, Ayana, everybody else. And Melissa is saying, how much time up before you can safely write about your trauma? Which I think is an excellent question. And I'm wondering what your take on that is. Well, you know, I, I know enough to be dangerous on that. I, I deal with that in my work, actually, because uh, my clients are often dealing with trauma. And I work with therapists, with them. And it can be traumatizing to go back through your trauma. You know, in my case, we're talking about stuff that happened 40 plus years ago, um, I, you know, I would consult, um, I mean, if, if it's something um, for yourself, I would consult with, uh, with a therapist probably on that, whether that's a good thing for you to do. Uh, because, you know, I think was it, uh, what, there was a memoirist who relapsed when he, when he wrote his memoir. Was that Permanent Midnight? Was that Stahl? I don't think. I it may hit that wrong, but. I remember, and I can't believe I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Well, Nick Chef talks about that. I think it might have been Nick. Maybe that's maybe that's who it was. Um, but uh, yeah, it can be traumatizing to relive it. I know in my case, just the the memories and the process of writing the book. And what I found was, it's like digging, and you find stuff you forgot was there when you start digging back memories and you're kind of focused on a certain time frame, And then you start to remember things you didn't remember that you were, you knew, you know, that you remembered. And I had, um, yeah, I, I had some, some challenging times when I was, when I was doing the writing, I had to stop um, and maybe go exercise or um, do some yoga or just put it down for a while. I mean, I went, I, I, I tend to write in uh, spurts. Like I, I get in the, get in the mood in the zone and then I write now I'm writing every day because I'm I, I'm trying to be more disciplined but back then I was doing it in spurts and I would write I would hammer out a chapter and then probably not write again for a week and then I go back and edit that and then um, it, you know I have I have a lot of uh, fragments uh, I have a whole lot of little pieces that are still putting together in terms of chapters but um, but it was, uh, so that's a great question. I think um, that's something to take seriously when you're thinking about doing this. And I would talk to, if it's really a concern, I would talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. 
Um, you know, Quinn is chiming in and saying, I don't think it's right to say it's traumatizing to relive your trauma. It's painful, but useful like exercise. I, I, I'll, I'll comment. I, I absolutely agree. But I also agree with David about doing it in a safe environment. I'll tell you, as somebody who started EMDR last week, um, you know, I've done trauma work before, and I don't know if people are familiar with what EMDR is, but I, I can never remember what anything stands for, but eye movement, D, something. Um, the, it, it was incredible. Um, the, way, the way we worked on my trauma is my therapist gave me these two little pulsating balls. I held them in my hand, and she led me through a meditation, and um, I found it to be incredible. But um, I do think... Uh, uncovering trauma is a very delicate process mm -hmm. and it's best to work it out with a therapist first. And then thank you. Of course, Paul knows everything. It's eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. Um, that's your publisher. He knows everything. Has yeah, he been, he does. Is he giving you a really tough deadline? What's your deadline? Uh, end of August. That's pretty soon. Yeah. And it's the release date. Do you have the release date? Uh, it's around Christmas time. And what is the title? Taming the Wild Things in My Head. Um, so, and one thing, what was I going to say? Yes, I wanted to talk about this, the, the catharsis of it all. I mean, we sort of touched on that, but what would you say to people who are thinking, well, I definitely have a story to tell, but I'm scared to tell it. Um, I don't know if I should write under my name, all of those things. What would you tell them? Think about it. You know, uh, you know, it, I think the process of just writing it, even if you don't share it, you know, with um, a whole bunch of people, uh, I think just the process itself is so helpful. Um, uh, just writing out what's in your mind and memory um, helps you look at it kind of objectively you put it down on paper and um you know for me my personal experience was it was very therapeutic very cathartic it helped me see it in a way and it helped me look at things that happened to me in a totally different way than i remembered them um and uh and then but but then when i did talk about it with other people um that helped even more um and you know i've shared uh, my, I shared my writing, um, you know, not just in the class, but with people that I know well um, to get feedback on it. And, um, you know, some people, some friends of mine have helped me understand things that I didn't even understand it the way I thought I did. And, and so um, it's, it's been tremendously helpful um, to do that in terms of how I see my past and how I'm able to process that and, and recognize that that's my past, right? That's, I don't have to live there. I don't have to, you, it's like you release it and, and it's gone. You don't have to keep going back there. Yeah. I mean, that is my entire, the entire reason I became a writer was one, so I would never have to be in rush hour traffic, but two, because <laughs> I find it therapeutic. I have always sort of um, healed by writing. I need the therapy. I need the everything else. I need the meetings, but I also need this. And you know, obviously, you know, I first tried to, I have my first rejection letter. It used to be on my uh, wall over here, but I first started submitting my writing when I was like nine years old to children's magazines. So I've been at it a long time, but obviously for a long time, my writing was just for myself. And then I found that the therapeutic value of actually having people read it or 
hear it and relate to it was that much greater. And, you know, I will say a lot of the people who do the course, there are a few things that I always hear. One is, why would anyone care about what I have to say? That's one. One is, um, I don't think I'll follow through on this. And one is, I'm terrified to let people know my darkness. And what has been so gratifying for me is not just things like your book selling, but but watching people go through the process of find, finding the freedom from the thing they were the most scared of. Um, and realizing that people aren't judging them, but they're finding them brave for talking about it. Did you experience that as well? 100%, Anna. I mean, both of those things you said I experienced. No one's going to care what I have to say. It hasn't been true. Um, you know, I've shared my writing with, with a number of people, and they've, uh, they've all found it to be interesting to read. And also... Um, no one's come back and said, what a piece of crap you were, you know, uh, yeah. they, have all been, I've always got that response. Wow. You're brave. Uh, you know, thank you for doing this. Um, uh, and, and so that's been, you know, very humbling, I, you know, so yeah, those fears were very real for me. In fact, it took me a while actually just to send you that first email. I didn't How long? Wasn't like, Oh, I, you know, I thought about it for at least a couple of weeks before I sent it. Well, I'm very glad you did. So am I. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, if we've learned anything in the last couple of weeks with this, um, the news of these people, you know, in suicide is that, you know, nobody's life is what it looks like. And we see these outside and outsides and we think we compare them to our dark, potentially insides. And what we don't see is that it's by sharing these dark moments that we are actually, first of all, being honest with what everybody is struggling with, but also helping other people have the freedom to do the same, to realize it's not that shameful. And in fact, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I did want to say, I wanted to let people know that though we are not opening enrollment until uh, I am actually talking to people now who are interested in reserving space in the September program. I put the uh, website up there, alltherightmoves.net. If you are interested in signing up for this coaching program, you have to talk to me first. Uh, so if you're interested, send me an email. Um, hold on. I'm going to put this. Just send an email to assistant at annadavid.com, and uh, we will set up a time to chat. Uh, free call. I just tell you about the program. Assess if you're if you seem like a good fit. You assess if you feel like it's a good fit, and um, that is happening now. So if you are interested, act now because we are going to fill up. So, um, what else, David? Do you want to tell people about uh, this program? The how you feel about your book coming out? Um, what your plans are for releasing it? Um, have you? Uh, are you showing it to your kids? Uh, what are you, what is your trepidation? What is your excitement? So on, on the trepidation side, you know, I've talked to both my kids. They're in their 20s, you know, early 20s. Um, and just basically said, you know, it's up to you if you want to read it or not. Um, I'm not pushing you to read it. Um, I've talked to their mother, my ex-wife, um, about it. Um, and, uh, you know, that's sort of the, the family stuff is a little, can be a little delicate. I've, I've talked to my mom about it. Um, and, you know, you want to make sure that um, people understand, but um, 
it, it's up to them if they want to read it. I told my mom, you probably don't want to read it. You know, it's a, it, it's not something a mom wants to read probably about, about a kid. Um, in terms of the, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to have a deadline that's fairly soon, actually, because I do well with deadlines. And uh, it, it, you know, if my deadline were six months, I'd be probably a mess because that's too much time. Um, and I'm excited about the launch. I plan on, uh, you know, working with Paul and Zephyr, whatever I can do. I have some ideas. Um, I'm really interested in um, getting into to storytelling, actually, uh, on stage. Yep. Um, and I would like to uh, launch Hammered Time in Portland. Light Hustler. Uh, I mean, there's no more Hammered yeah, Time. Light Hustler. I'm sorry. I'm using the old name. Light Hustler in uh, in Portland. And, and there's a lot of good storytellers here, I think. Love um, it. And, uh, you know, I have some other ideas that I can't really talk about yet, but they're pretty exciting. I don't even um, You don't know. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't discussed um, because there's nothing really solid yet. Um, but um, I'm very excited to get into that that piece of it too. Once it's shipped to Paul, and then they can do their thing, and I'll do whatever I need to with that. Um, moving towards helping promote it, because uh, if I can encourage anyone to do this, um, one person, it'll be just so worthwhile because uh, it's so liberating. Um, you know, one just getting in recovery is liberating. You know, that's a huge thing. Um, but what I found is, you know, I went through recovery pretty seriously in 2000. But I didn't get to this stuff. I did not get to these things. Um, you know, Gabor Mate was a huge influence for me in getting me here too. reading his book, um, dealing with trauma. Um, but uh, if you're even thinking about this, do it. Just don't even stop thinking. Just sign up. Do it. The, account the accountability, you spend the money and that forces you to do it. And then you're accountable and you start to have obligations. And then once you, it's like anything that's kind of difficult, you know, um, it's worthwhile. And uh, I just can't recommend it enough. Uh, I'm so happy and I'm so grateful. I'm not paying him to say something. Yeah. No. Like you're shuffling sound. Okay, it stopped. Um, yeah, I will say about the paying the money people, um, I have comped a few people on this because like, you know, we were doing some sort of a trade. Those are the people that never did the coaching. They are the ones that didn't follow through. And there's something about spending money that makes you go, oh my God, I better do this thing that I've been telling myself my whole life I'm going to do. Um, okay. By the way, our friend Bobby is saying you have a friend that wants to share this on her Instagram account. Is she the, her, our friend? Anybody who wants to share it on their Instagram, please do. We want the world to yes. know about David's book and to, uh, uh, you know, I'll keep promoting it when it's available. I will let you guys know. And um, yeah, and again, if you are interested in talking to me about the, the or finding out more about this uh, program, I'm just going to put this up on the screen again. Um, and so we got to get close to wrapping up. Do you guys have any other questions for David? Um, you've been a wonderful audience. Um, or, or David, do you have anything else you want to add? Wow, I am. I'm just so grateful to you and to Paul and the folks at Zephyr um, uh, and Kristen. Kristen McGinnis was so helpful. Uh, that was, and that's part of the course we didn't talk about. But you get yes. to work with Kristen. 
Yes. So Kristen McGinnis is also a best-selling author of six books, and she works for me. And what I she is uh, what we call a book architect. So you get to work with her directly. She has calls with you. She edits your stuff. And she really guides you through this process. And she's spectacular. So, yes, shout out to uh, Kristen. Um, she was super helpful with my, with my, uh, uh, my summaries and how to organize them. Yeah, yeah she's great. Uh, you're getting love from Ayana. You're getting love from hey. Don. We're both getting love from Lauren. She didn't say love, but I know she loves us both. Um, so you, thank you so much for ch chiming in and watching. And David, thank you so much for everything. Um, thank you, um, I will be doing another Facebook Live at some point. I don't know when because I'm just not that organized. But love you guys. Go share this um, with people that you like. Look at this. Look at this. Hearts everywhere. Uh -huh. Lots of love. Okay, bye, you guys. Bye.